Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Nets, your daily podcast on the Brooklyn Nets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Keep the trunk blasting, toe tagging, I'm riding past them. Before you let them ride with the team, you got to ask them. Who got snaps on the Petro? Keep it real, keep it real, don't front, yo. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Nets podcast. I'm your host, David Wurzberger. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. A great show for you guys today. The Nets are still on their West Coast trip, but uh, calling us from out there is Greg Logan of Newsday. Uh, he's on the Brooklyn Nets beat, and he's a, he's a veteran of sports journalism, been around for years, decades. Uh, good friend of mine, really respect him, and has some great insights uh, coming your way on Karis LeVert coming back. Uh, who his favorite guy is to talk to in that locker room, and some other stuff. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about SeatGeek. Now, SeatGeek is an app and website that allows you to buy uh, sport and event tickets. And I'm guessing if you guys are listening, you're going to want to go buy tickets to Nets games. Uh, I know for me personally, I go to a lot of concerts. So uh, this, this app is really great for you guys because it's basically like kayak with hotels, but for tickets. Now, what this will do is get... All the sports and event tickets from from every website, bring them all into one place for you guys so you're not going to get the cheapest deal, and then they color code the tickets so you know what's going to be the best deal, not just the cheapest tickets where you're getting real steals. And it's also really reliable. I've never had any problem buying tickets off there. It's convenient. You can pull the ticket up on your phone, and it just works really great. It's a great product, and as a Locked On Nets listener, you get 20% off your first ticket purchase. No surprise fees, nothing like that. You're going to get 20% back if you go enter the promo code LONETS. That's LONETS. Now, let's get to our chat with Greg Logan of Newsday. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me now on the Locked On Nets podcast, Greg Logan of Newsday, uh, Brooklyn Nets beat writer over there. Greg, thanks for coming. Hi, thanks to uh, thanks for having me. So you've been following the Nets uh, on this West Coast coast trip. Obviously, you're in OKC now. Uh, I had uh, the Nets in a practice at uh, University of Southern California, applied to Oklahoma City. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, before I get into some of the Nets questions, I think a lot of the listeners would be interested to see sort of what it's actually like to be a beat writer covering a team on the road, following them stop by stop. Uh, give us a little insight into that. Well, what's something the casual fans don't really know about that whole, I mean, that whole process? Well, in, in case they think that you're uh, writing along with the team, that's not the case. Uh, the team flies separately on their own uh, charter flight, and uh, and beat riders make their own separate travel arrangements. So we're flying commercial. So, uh, like for me to go to Phoenix, uh, while while the Nets were flying directly from uh, Newark or someplace, uh, you know, I was making two 
a couple of uh, uh, flights. I had to go through Atlanta and connect to Phoenix, and it was a long travel day of about uh, seven or eight hours uh, just to get to Phoenix. Uh, and then you you don't stay at the team hotel; you stay you know wherever you make your booking because you're trying to save money for your your news outlet and so on. And then what happens is they give you a schedule and uh, and you show up at, at either a, a morning shoot-around the day of the game. You're you're there at about 10 to, uh, to talk to them after they uh, have a light uh, workout before the game. On off days, if they practice, uh, you attend the practice, wherever that might be. And uh, like, for instance, today at the USD, they're having a practice before they fly out. And then uh, sometimes they have a full day off on the road, they, and they've had two of those on this trip. And so you have to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, they tell you ahead of time when they're going to be off, and you make sure that you leave the game with a story in your notebook so that you can uh, you can write a story on the off day when you're not going to have any access to people on the team. So, you know, it's a kind of a, a logistic thing that you have to manage uh, uh very well, uh, you know, with with a, always having an eye ahead on uh, on your needs as far as producing stories and knowing how much you have to come away with it to get a chance to talk to them. It sounds like a pretty breakneck speed. Uh, it can be at times, and uh, you know, it's not fun to you know be uh, stuck in airports or to have any flight delay situations or cancellations that can affect uh, that can impact your ability to cover. Uh, for instance, tonight, uh, uh, myself and New York Post writer, we were both on a, uh, a 6 p.m. flight to uh, Oklahoma City. It's a direct flight, which is a great thing. But if anything were to happen and that flight were to get canceled, then we'd be in a pickle because uh, somehow we'd have to make it to Oklahoma City by 1030 uh tomorrow morning, Friday morning, uh, to be at the shoot-around uh, before the game that night. And so, uh, you know, every now and then things crop up and, and you might have a, a situation that uh, uh, hurts your, your coverage of the team. But, you know, you just got to, you know, be ready to uh, uh, adjust and, uh, and you know, keep chasing that team around the country. <laughs> what's, what's your biggest, uh, I guess, uh, little hack, like big tip, when it comes to surviving this just grueling 82 game season, well, it's just uh, uh, don't take uh, any opportunity to have access to the team for granted because uh, you never know when uh, you're going to hear something that suggests a, a story to you in the future, or when you're going to uh, have something on your recorder. So you might not be able to use that day, but you'll be able to use it someplace down the line. And so you just you keep building, you know, all your uh, information, as much information as you can. Uh, and and then also uh, keep an eye out uh, for people around the team who who might be able to help you with uh, with stories uh, related to the team. Just uh, basically listen carefully to everything you hear. So now I'm curious because uh, Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson, head coach of the Nets, comes from the Atlanta Hawks. And I know over there, they didn't practice a whole lot during the season. It, in your view, are the Nets practicing a lot? Did Atkinson sort of bring over that uh, more off-day uh, sort of approach to it? 
Well, they actually have, as I said uh, earlier, they've taken a couple of days off that were not scheduled. Uh, in fact, maybe they, now that I think about it, they've even taken a, a couple of days off at home that were not scheduled originally as days off. So I think he's very mindful of uh, of the demand, the physical demands that he puts on this team. Because, you know, for uh, a lot of the players talked about uh, the demand that they want them to play at a fast pace, when, and they're, I think they're second in pace in the NBA right now. And at the same time, they want them to focus on transition defense and team defense and get back. So like, it's not just a matter of playing at a fast pace and scoring a lot of points and, hey, you, you rest on the defensive end. Not at all. In fact, uh, they want them to play hard, very, very hard on the defensive end in a, with, within team concept to help each other out on defense. So that involves a lot of movement. And that's why uh, he doesn't hesitate to use the full 15-man roster. Now, he doesn't always play 15 guys in the game, but, but he's definitely playing 11 to 12. And uh, uh, he's, he does that because of the physical demand uh, of the system. And so I think he's very mindful of that, and 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 there are days then when when they're scheduled to practice that he will uh, call off practice uh, to try and keep them as fresh as possible for the for the actual games. Yeah, you have to love how trusting he is of uh, the guys at the end of his bench. It's yeah, it's really worked wonders for the Nets in games. Uh, do you have any updates on Jeremy Lin? I know he's getting back from that hamstring, I believe, and Karis LeVert, though, we're a good way into the season. Uh, wondering if fans are curious as to where they're at. Well, we're hopeful to find out something more about Jeremy Lin today at practice. Uh, today is the two week, uh, the, the, you're exactly two weeks out from uh, when Lin was diagnosed with his uh, hamstring uh, strain. And today is the day he's scheduled to be reevaluated. So we're hoping that that reevaluation takes place before practice. I would think it ha- would have to, uh, uh, because uh, they've got to fly shortly after practice. So I'm ho- we're hoping to get an update on him later today. Uh, but even if if they do reevaluate him, if he's not going to rejoin practice on a full-time basis. Uh, they'll, I'm sure they'll be very uh, guarded with that information. And even if he uh, is cleared, you know, just based on how they handled Randy Foy's uh, hamstring injury, uh, I'm sure that the, the process of working uh, Jeremy back into the rotation will be handled cautiously because uh, their most important uh, uh, guiding principle is to keep guys as healthy as possible, as fit as possible, to maximize performance. And so uh, even when Jeremy is cleared to practice, I'm sure that uh, that will be a a gradual process of working him back into the lineup and bringing him up to uh, full speed. As for uh, Karis LeVert, I actually have had the opportunity to watch him after shoot-around go through individual workouts with uh, assistant coach Doc Vaughn. And uh, Harris looks to me like he's full speed. Uh, he is running up and down uh, full speed. He's going through 
uh, intense uh, individual workouts, uh, working on his shooting, his ball handling, uh, using different hands to rim, driving to the rim. Uh, he's doing all those sorts of things, and he, he looks in great shape to me. I've seen him earlier, a couple of weeks ago, playing three-on-three three after practice at the uh, net training facility, and he looked very good there. So I think, uh, you know, that he's he's very close coming back uh, off his foot surgery. And, uh, and again, they're just taking that cautious approach and making sure that uh, that he ramps up slowly before they start putting him uh, in the situation where he's faced with the demands of a game against, you know, high-level competition. Uh, you might say that the, probably what he's doing now, the, the level of the workouts, uh, is sort of his training camp. So I, I think he's in the training camp phase now, and I don't believe it will be too much longer before he... Uh, uh, joins the team on a full-time basis. That's good news for Nets fans. Um, you obviously have years and years of experience in this industry. Uh, I'm wondering if you see something unique about this Nets team, and, you, and you've covered so many teams in the past, but this team really is interesting, and I'm wondering if there's anything that sticks out to you about this team specifically. Well, really, it's it's just the fact that uh, – uh, the new regime, Sean Marks, the general manager, Kenny Atkinson, the uh, coach, they really do have uh, uh, a very uh, well-thought-out approach as far as how they want to uh, develop this team. I've never seen, you know, Jeremy Lynn put it best uh, uh, on media day when he called the approach by the organization to uh, caring for the team and and its fitness and so on. He called it a holistic approach. And this is my first experience. I know it's based on on what they uh what Sean Marks learned when he was working in San Antonio, what Kenny Atkinson learned when he was working in Atlanta under uh, Mike Budenholzer who is a, a a former San Antonio assistant. Uh I know it's all based on that and it's not the first time that this approach has been taken. But in my experience, it's the first time that I've I've covered a team like this, uh, where, for instance, uh, they're willing to rest Brook Lopez because they feel that's part of their plan to ultimately uh, maximize his performance, and they'll rest him when he's healthy uh, because they're trying to bring him up to the level where they need him to be to compete on a, a consistent basis, and. Uh, and they really do have a plan for every player. Uh, you know, when we were talking to uh, Boyan Bogdanovich uh, the other night after a couple of good games in L.A., uh, you know, he talked a little bit about how uh, an assistant coach, uh, Chris Fleming, came over to Europe when he was working out with the uh, Croatian national team last summer, and Fleming came over and started working with him on things that the Nets wanted him to do, such as learning how to use his athleticism and drive to the basket, which he has done very effectively the last uh, two games. So they have a different plan in place for each player. They're very committed to it. Uh, they don't care if uh, they get criticized, for instance, for arresting uh, Brooke Lopez because they they truly uh, believe in their plan. And they're using uh, 
you know, everybody on the roster, part of that is because injury-related reasons. Uh, but it's a very interesting approach. And, and then the other thing is that because this team was kind of in a shambles when they took over and they have uh, uh, no uh, uh, draft pick to speak of. I mean, they're going to have a first-round draft pick this year, but it's probably going to be Boston's draft pick because they probably will have to switch with them uh, in the 2017 draft. Uh, and they won't have a first-round pick in, in 2018 because of mistakes that were made in the past. So they've had to go out and find players uh, in free agency to fill out the roster, and they have 10 new faces out of 15. And they, they really place an emphasis on getting kind of players who fit their system and can fit the way they want to play and guys who might have been considered fringe players some someplace else are playing big-time roles here, like uh, Trevor Booker was a backup forward at Utah. Now he's the starting power forward here. Uh, Justin Hamilton was uh, playing in Spain last year, working on his three-point shot, trying to reinvent himself. And so, you know, they're they're taking guys like this. They're taking the skill they have, and they're trying to emphasize it, maximize it, and then they're trying to also make them more uh, well-rounded, more complete players. And so this whole development approach that they're taking has produced uh, some dividends, in my view, and uh, and they uh, and they're very good at, at you know getting most out of guys that people would think are you know just fringe players. Now, now in the end, uh, that might be who these players are, and they've gotten off to a good start. They might regress as the season goes on, as people figure out the weaknesses that the Nets have and how to exploit it. So on these. Last two losses in uh, Los Angeles were uh, kind of a situation where they they uh, slid back a little bit. Uh, but I think ultimately uh, this uh, this approach is going to pay off, and they are going to develop good players. And they are uh, and and the best thing is that they're they're so disciplined in terms of uh, their belief in their system, and so they're going to. They have a certain way they're going to play, and you're either going to fit that system or you're not going to be here. And and I think that is a very, very healthy thing uh, for the Nets organization going forward, uh, especially when they start to get some draft picks in the first round. Great stuff, Greg. One more question before I let you go. Um, who's your favorite guy to interact with in the locker room? Oh, boy. You know, this team, that's another aspect, actually, I should to point it out about the net is that they're all uh, great. Character is a huge aspect of the guys that they brought in here, and so there are a few who are are kind of uh, you know not that comfortable uh, interacting with the media, but they have a lot of great guys. I'll, I'll tell you a guy I really liked, and I'm sorry to see him go, was uh, Gravis Vasquez. He was uh, a pistol, and he was he was great to talk to. Very lively, very animated, uh, you know, and just a just a tremendous guy. But at the same time, I mean, what I like is it's my first time ever covering a team where the two leading spokesmen attended the university at Stanford and Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Lopez and Garrett Flynn. 
know, are great spokesmen, and, and Jeremy is uh, is so thoughtful, uh, and and he's really embraced uh, his position on this team because he wanted the leadership role, and he's really stepping up to take charge of it as a a full time leader. And I think he really is the uh, back and forth, and at the same time. Uh, you know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is a, a really good kid. You know, with a, a good sense of humor, and and I think probably the the under the radar guy who has impressed me the most might be Trevor Booker. Uh, he just has some really sharp observations. He's been around the league for seven or eight years, and he knows what he's talking about. So, so I find him to be a very good person to go to after a game if if you want. Uh, uh, a sharp and uh, honest analysis of what happened. Yeah, when I put down this question, I was thinking to myself, and this is kind of a softball, you know, everyone just has their favorite, but, but now realizing it, I mean, this whole team is just great to talk to, so it's sort of sort of one of the toughest questions to throw <laughs> at you. I love talking to basically the entire locker room. I mean, uh, Sean Kilpatrick's great, too. Lopez. Exactly. Brooke Lopez, I, I am shocked that this guy is not a national star. I know he's not like like a, a a LeBron on the court, right? But in the locker room, talking to him, he is he's always on point with his humor. He's always doing these goofy things. Like I'm shocked he's not like treated like a Giannis, Antetokounmpo, or someone where fans just sort of <laughs> watch his every move because he's hilarious. But Greg, you have to go uh, do your job. I really appreciate you taking the time out, man. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Dave. Where can uh, people find you? Uh, they can find me at uh, uh, Newsday Sports and on Twitter at uh, at Greg Logan One. I think me and you both have the same struggle where we couldn't actually get our names in the handle. We'd have to like I had to do the underscore. You had to get the number one. We need to, we need to fix this. I know. I'd, I'd like to do that. You know, and. and Ask the person who has mine with my name without the number. Who needs it more? <laughs> Do you know who he is? Have you I looked have it up? No idea. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right, Greg. Thanks again, man. Okay, take care, dude. Have a good one. Okay, bye bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, leave a five star review on iTunes if you enjoyed, and have a good one. Let me see them hands high. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17